0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 258th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. I'm your host, S.B.J., and with me on this Sunday. It's Sunday. We're recording on the right day. Uh, And with me on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is Travis, Travis, Travis. I have
1: absolutely no recollection of what we talked about last week on this program just seven days ago. I remember setting up to record. I remember being done recording. But whatever happened in that amount of time in the middle is just a black hole in my memory. So we were all must have been a really st- good one.
0: <laughs> we were all very sick last week.
1: I was uh, okay. You, you, you and Will were the I mean, I was I was pretty much over it. I, I had to carry that show. Maybe that's why I don't remember it is because I was all the gears returning. Just making sure that I uh, I held the two of you up on my shoulders.
0: Hitting, hitting every cylinder. Uh, no wheel with us today. Uh, he's in Virginia or something of the sort. I don't think. I think he's lying, but that's all right. We have Micah here with us.
2: Speaking of carrying people, I hope. <laughs> I hope you're both ready to carry me through this. My back's gonna hurt by at the at the end of this episode. Steve's used
0: to carrying me through pretty much anything, anyways. So any, yeah, any and all content in the world, I am. I am carrying Micah on my shoulder. Yeah, that's why
1: you bring him back. Like, what is the?
0: <laughs> no, no, Micah left behind is is the name of our new podcast. That's right. I don't even know where,
1: what that where I'm just would be, but I would listen.
2: It's just me being really bad at things, and then asking Steve for help, and then Steve carrying me through. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, kick
0: off, kick off next week. Uh, on all serious notes, this is a podcast about Pokemon where uh we rarely talk about pokemon that seems to line up with with what the show the the, the pipeline the show has been going down uh but uh for this episode we have we have some news articles to go through and then we have a bunch of emails that we are going to talk about and that's pretty much it we're still in this this drought of not really enough content but because of emails we that fills that fills a really good void of both Pokemon and non-Pokemon related questions that you guys send in. So uh, this, is just, this is just our time. The email time is now. But the email time is high. Uh, speaking of high, have any of you uh, gone skydiving Excuse this last me? week? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? I was trying to transition here. In all seriousness, <laughs> uh, what's new? What's new? Sh- that That was my transition.
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like. I thought we were going to go to the news section and you were going to be like, there's a new skydiving trick involving 50 people and they make the shape of a Pikachu. This is our news article. But no, your way to get to what have you been up to was. You
2: won't believe what these skydivers are doing with these Pikachus. <sighs> I won't even
1: repeat it. Uh, people heard it. They can go back. They can use the 15 second backward thing. If they're the rewind. Hear your train wreck of it.
0: <laughs> Transition again. Wow! (laughs) Before I forget, this is (laughs) this episode lines up with mudkips so you know, insert Mudkip joke here, or don't, and uh, or just like
1: don't do it because I mean, (laughs) just stop. I mean, it's not 2008 anymore, or whenever that joke was at its height.
0: Yeah, that's true. I do like Mudkip, though. I am I'm a fan of of fine that evolutionary line. It's pretty neat. What's is anything new uh, happening? Anything noteworthy to bring up, or should we just go into news? I beat Zelda. That's noteworthy. How did you like it? Uh, Breath of the Wild. I'm, I'm assuming not like Zelda yes. One, right? No, I
2: beat, <laughs> I beat uh, Zelda for NES. Finally, it took you a while, yeah. Several years. Uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild. After over hundred, well over hundred hours in that game, I feel like I'm safe in saying that it is my favorite Zelda of all time. Bar all none. time, bar none. It would you say does it, uh, so many things right?
1: And would you would you say it a uh, breath new life into the franchise?
2: Yes, I was really. Bad. I, would, I would use the word breathed. <laughs> it was very very good. Um, I think I'm like and 50 saying that anything hours in topped it for me would just be me hanging on to nostalgia. What about Wind Waker? Wind Waker is pretty good. It was good. But it doesn't do all of the amazing things that
0: Breath of the Wild does. You're right. It, Breath of the Wild doesn't have a great boat that talks to you.
2: I mean, if you you can get on a boat and then paddle you it yourself m- like some chump. It, yeah, you can p- pretend it's talking to you. Nah, they should
0: have an amiibo that gives you the boat in Breath of the an Wild. Ami-boat. An amiibo. Oh, oh man, my. boat race! Shh, this <laughs> show is stop trying to apart make boat race happen.
2: Four <laughs> eyes. I'll never stop <laughs> trying to make boat race happen. Uh, Travis,
0: are you still playing Pokemon Duel?
2: Oh no, you've asked me
0: that before, and my answer was no. Like three weeks
1: ago, <laughs> you know I was not sure. Pokemon if you Duel came back. isn't even on my phone anymore. No you, one's playing you, Pokemon you Duel. Were s-
0: <laughs> You're right. You were so into Pokemon Duel, and then I, I, I think I, I mean, convinced you to switch to Fire Emblem. And so, are you still playing Fire Emblem?
1: Yeah, All I mean, right. I mean. I don't want to be painted as like the number one. That at any point I was like the number one Pokemon duel player on the world or anything. I just thought it was a decent game to
2: don't spend lie, a man. Time. I I saw your Pokemon Duel YouTube channel. Yeah, <laughs> your Pokemon. <laughs> hey duel everybody Pop here. P-
1: this is a uh, Duel Master sixty nine sixty nine coming in here with some hot tips. You're gonna. Want to make sure you have, uh, 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 pieces with, uh, at least one or two pieces with three movement points. You know, movement point is actually the strongest stat in the game. And if you're looking at a a Pokemon with only one movement point, ah, I mean, maybe put one of those on your team. But, uh, you know, I know you think like Tyranitaro oh, is so cool, but like, you really got to make sure you pay attention to movement points. You need at least two with three. Uh, and maybe one with one and the rest are, are two. But even then, that, that one with one is, is really going to be hindering you. Because the movement point is the most important thing. I'll just stop. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> that was actually not Travis recording that. That was actually a clip that we just played back <laughs> from Travis's Pokemon Duel YouTube channel. <laughs> I feel like you have the
0: the the speed down of how fast YouTubers talk.
2: I think and you, and you have about, the, hey, what's up, guys? That's the important part. Hey, what's Yo, going what's on, guys? Up, guys?
1: Because apparently uh, no one other than men watches YouTube, <laughs> according to anyone who makes YouTube channels. It's always, Yo, what's up, hey, bros? guys. It's your, yeah. it's your boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, with regard to the speed of speaking, I think I've talked to, on this show about how I, for a while, was an assistant coach of a debate team the type of debate that i coached encouraged uh, the rules of that type of debate sort of tacitly encouraged speaking as quickly as humanly possible
0: is that is there a benefit there is there a, like sick strategy there of like that i you mean you it is it's, it's a strategic
1: choice because uh, that type of debate which is called policy debate isn't necessarily about who is the most persuasive speaker but it's more about whose point is proved more by the facts that are presented in the round. So because of that, you have an incentive to just put out as many claims and warrants to those claims as is physically possible with your mouth and your vocal folds so that when your opponent goes up to speak, they don't have enough time in their eight-minute speech to make a response to all the things you said, so you just end up winning because you said more things. So it ends up being sort of a weird race to the bottom.
0: That sounds awful. (laughs) If you want
1: to have a good time, uh, just go on YouTube and search policy debate spreading. Spreading is the term they use. It's quite a sight or uh, quite an audible experience.
0: Well, speaking of spreading, let's spread some Pokemon news out on the table here. That was a much better segue. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that one's Thank fine. It, w- it wasn't Thank great,
2: but a definitely a B effort.
0: <laughs> you know, the, they call me. You, they don't call me S B effort J for anything for nothing. They call you a space cowboy. <laughs> shiny Tapu Koko to di- to be distributed in South Korea. Haven't had some South Korea news in a while, but the Korean League Spring Tournament will uh, get these Shiny Tapu Koko. Uh, The Korean League tournament is held between 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. on April 8th and 9th at the Topaz Hall on the 10th floor of the Pangoro Hyundai Department Store. The Tapu Koko will be distributed via infrared for Pokemon Sun and Moon during the tournament. The Tapu Koko will be level 60, have the ability Electric Surge, hold an Electric Seed. I didn't even know those were a thing. And know the moves Nature Madness Discharge. Agility, and Electro Ball. It's a original trainer. is something in Korean that I cannot say, but it will be found in a Cherish Ball. While Tapu Koko in the game cannot be shiny, making the Japanese distribution the only way to obtain it at present. Is this true? You cannot get Tapu Koko's Tapu anything uh, shiny? You can't soft reset for these? I don't believe so. Huh. I mean, I think that's... I, I, I would be a fan of that. It just kind of gets rid of the whole... Soft reset Anything that gets into a soft resetting is... doesn't really get rid of it, because
1: then you need to start soft resetting for for nature. Yeah, and
0: IVs and and stuff. Good to know that... uh, What was the thing you said you hadn't heard of?
1: Maybe I should explain it. Electric Seed? Electric Seed, yeah. So that's a... Is that new, of Sun and Moon? Yeah, it's a new held item. Um, What happens is it's a one-time use item, so after you use it, it's consumed. Although you can... All of those sort of one-time use items, if you use them in a competitive match over, like, a Wi-Fi battle, then those items come back. But if you use it, like, uh, just in single player, it's one-time use. But anyway, Electric Seed is an item that will raise the defense of a Pokémon when Electric Terrain is activated. So because Tapu Koko causes Electric Terrain to activate just by its ability uh electric surge then it basically guarantees that electric seed will pop off increasing its defense by a stage so you get a free defense increase just right off the bat not a lot of people use it Hmm. use like tabu coco with electric seed competitively because there are a lot better items you could use you know like focus sash gets a lot of use and i think uh, life orb is the life orb and focus sash i think are the items that get use, um, but I mean, Electric seat is there, and it's an item.
0: Cool. Good hmm. to know. Pokemon Go's latest event is making everyone a Magikarp fan. This article is off Polygon. I had just uh, the standard Pokemon Go press release up, but uh, really what it says is that there are now more water Pokemon uh, for the I
2: think it was Thursday water,
0: Yeah, Water Festival is what it's called. Uh, it will have more water Pokemon, including Magikarp Squirtle, Totodile, Another water Pokemon more accessible. That means if you don't live close to water and had difficulties encountering the said Pokemon, uh, spending more in-game time over the next week will increase your chances. This will end on March 29th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. That was what I was looking for, the end date. But yeah. uh, just like the last couple special events, well, well, there's the holiday event, which gave you the Pikachu with the uh, Santa Claus hat. And then they gave there was the um event to celebrate the twenty first birthday of Pokemon, which gave you the Pikachu with the party hat. It looks like this event will give you a shiny Magikarp if you are lucky enough. And of course, uh evolving that shiny Magikarp will evolve into a shiny Gyarados. This is the first time we've seen a shiny in in Pokemon Go, legally slash officially. <laughs> I don't know what what other people are doing, but Legally, first time we're getting shiny Pokemon, somebody in Slack, a quick, quick side story. So there are, there are uh, Ditto in the game, and somebody found a shiny Magikarp, and they went to catch it, and it turned into a Ditto. No
2: way. Which is a re- <laughs>
0: Ugh, I would probably quit terrible. Pokemon Go forever.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> there's also, in, in celebration of Pokemon Go Water Festival, there is an all-new Magikarp hat that is free. That you can add to your wardrobe. I don't know if the it's hat beautiful. goes away. It's great. I don't know if the hat goes away uh, March 29th. And we don't know if not. if the, the shiny Magikarp also goes away on uh, March 29th. I'm assuming it does just because Pikachu Party Hat and Pikachu Santa Hat went away. Uh, so we'll see. And I, and I keep forgetting to talk about this week after week. But I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go uh, ever since the Johto Pokemon got introduced. I don't know if you two have been Same. playing it. but I have like, been, actually.
1: Strangely, I actually haven't, mostly just because it's been really rainy around here. It's gotten warmer, but it's just been so rainy that I don't really have any.
0: Yeah, I've done... Yeah. I It's the same in Wisconsin, right? It's really cold, so it's kind of hard to walk around, but they added a bunch of new Pokestops uh, in the park uh, near my work. Micah, Micah knows what park I'm talking about, but that park originally only had like three Pokestops like a year ago, and they added... By the way, I don't work in Milwaukee. Uh I work in the middle of nowhere. Uh there's still all that news about Milwaukee freaking out about Pokemon Go and stuff, and we'll probably have I'm I'm waiting for more information, but there is a there would have been a news article about that. But anyways, they pretty much doubled the amount of PokeStops. So from at least my desk I can see which Pokemon are over in the park. So on my lunch I'll drive through the park because this because when the the parking lot in the park touches like four Pokestops, stops. So I'll drive into the park, park, spin, catch and then go go actually get my lunch and then return to work. So that's like, I don't know. It's it's like 10 minutes out of my day, but I, I get at least one or two new Pokemon that I haven't had before. And you gotta and yeah, hit that streak. And yeah, you gotta hit that streak. You gotta but, hit that seven-day streak. <laughs> I have such, I have so much trouble hitting that seven-day streak because of weekends, because I, I, I'll I usually go out on like a Saturday or a Sunday, but I try not to go out one of those two days, like just just the whole like, well, if I don't drive anywhere, I can't spend any money, right? So I try to do that once a week. Of like, I'm not going anywhere today; I'm just gonna yeah. stay at home. And there's no poker stops near me unless I walk there. And then that goes back to the whole thing of like, it's really cold in
2: Wisconsin right now. Well, the only solution is to move to a building that is either on top of or right next to a poker stop.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, when I plan on buying a house, the the <laughs> stops near it will will play a big role.
2: But you've, see, you see, that's the inc- <laughs> bettering the housing market, right? Yes. So, Mikey, you're you're playing Pokemon Go again? I am. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing it since Jodo too, and I played it. I I hit like a really big spike, right when Jodo launched, and I've tapered off a little bit now. But I'm still playing it pretty consistently, and I I have never really noticed before, just because of my I guess activity level in the game. The increased spawns when they've done increased spawns before, but I'm definitely noticing the increased water spawns. Like, it's significant. I'm happy that it's significant because I've always felt like, oh, it's increased spawns and it's, I can see that, like, oh, maybe I'm seeing some of that. Like, when they did the increased spawns for the starters, like, I didn't really see that many. I think other people probably did, but I didn't. So this time it's nice to be able to actually see increased spawns for water stuff. I have yet to find a shiny Magikarp uh but i have found it yeah i i haven't found
0: a shiny magikarp either and now like i'm kind of stressing out because the 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 end date is coming up and i have both the special pikachus so like i will be really bummed i think if i don't don't get a shiny position (laughs) like i see plenty of regular magikarp uh just not shiny yeah all right last bit of news i have is i think we might have Touched on this last week, but a little bit more fleshed out of an article here. Pikachu getting some iconic headwear in Sun and Moon later this year. Japanese Pokemon fans have an adorable promotion to look forward to starting in April. Pikachu with special accessories will be distributed to the series' latest Nintendo 3DS games, Pokemon Sun and Moon. A collection of Pikachu wearing hats made famous by Ash Ketchum, the star of the Pokemon anime, will be available to anyone who buys tickets to the, up- the upcoming film ahead of its premiere. We did talk about this a little bit. The latest issue of the Japanese gaming magazine Korakora revealed a whole new set of six scans which are found on which were found because of Cerebi. There's Pikachu in the classic Ash Cap of Old, and all the ways and all the way to the electric mouse wearing Ash's Alola Region variant hat. Pokemon fans May notice that there are only six different hats. Despite there being seven generations of Pokemon games, Ash wore his original cap for the first two generations of the Pokemon cartoon, maintaining the same looks until the end of his travels in Johto. Since then, the 11 year old. 11 year old? is mm, Isn't he? He's ten- 11 in Alola. Oh, okay. The 11 year old has shaken up his look every season. No word on a Western release for the ash hat-wearing Pikachu, nor the film it's released tied to. The movie titled I Choose You is the 20th installment in the Pokemon-featured film franchise. It is a retelling of the TV show's very first episode. It hits Japanese theaters on
2: July 15th. Is it a new animation? Or is it... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like a new... Like the, the the animation they used for the Sun and Moon anime? Or no not like well maybe are you wait, mean, are you talking be, about movie animation the, yeah the upcoming you movie. didn't see the trailer no i didn't Ah, it's, oh, it's a good trailer it looks i like... remember we talked about this last time <laughs> it doesn't and i said that i never watched i didn't watch the trailer yeah it doesn't and look apparently like i still
0: didn't it doesn't look like the sun and moon anime
2: it just looks like the last movie animation oh uh, that's kind of i mean you know whatever it's a little disappointing because I really like the animation in Sun and Moon, but.
0: I think the Sun and Moon cartoon anime, haname, Uh I think it's, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think it's all right. I don't know if there's more than two episodes yet. I haven't recorded on my, my PlayStation View, but I don't think they've
1: showed episode three yet. What's a PlayStation View? That's Play- a new one I haven't PlayStation heard. PlayStation
0: View uh, is internet TV. So for 29 bucks a month, it gets you like 30. 30- 35
1: channels
2: 35 channels more than that maybe
1: dropping thirty dollars 30 dollars.
2: It's, it's basically like cable, but you're paying less for cable and you get pretty much everything you need for cable.:
1: Yeah, it gives me you get, you get all of the channels that it that like cable would get you:
2: Yeah, like HGTV and Cartoon Network and whatever.
0: yeah so you can watch it on your TV or your PlayStation. I think Apple TV also has an app or Chromecast, but you get the food network. You get Food Network, yeah. Mm.
1: You get a bunch of channels. Might for, be worth.
0: Might be worth it for thirty it's bucks. Pretty what's, worth it. What's really cool. So first off, it gives you USA Today. It gives you USA, which is how I watch my wrestling.
1: Not USA Today. Not, not USA. Not USA, <laughs> not USA Today.
0: Uh, it gives you. It gives you Disney XD, which lets you do all your Pokemon now. Mm-hmm. It gives you Cartoon Network, which used to do Pokemon, and I don't. I don't think they're. A, they're not allowed to show reruns gives you tbs if you if you need your seinfeld kick but what's really cool is it has like this dvr feature where you can say like hey record every episode of pokemon and it doesn't care what channel it's on it'll just find that show and record it and it doesn't take up any storage on your device because everything this is starting to sound like that parable about the terrifying
1: ai that goes and ends up destroying (laughs) the whole world because like you tell the ai like make make and store food for me and then the ai is like okay and then it ends up thinking well i can turn people into food and then destroys like everybody to make it sounds like if you're saying like record all episodes of pokemon then it'll start like being like well this could theoretically be pokemon (laughs) so i should surveil all of everything Ah, this joke isn't
0: really as funny as I thought it was in my head well that's the thing though right because it's topical Pokemon was on Cartoon Network so when I said hey record all Pokemon when it made the jump to Disney oh that's cool I didn't have to like retell it and then like like Seinfeld is more just also it's like not all exclusively to TBS so if there are other versions of it it will find those and record them and so then when you go to your like my shows if it found two of the same episode, like hey, we found Monday Night Raw on USA and on Sci-Fi or whatever, I don't think it's on Sci-Fi. It'll say like, which version do you want to watch? Now I know. Yeah. About PlayStation. It'll View. also
2: actively so like you can set things to record to actually record, or you can just select something as my show, and then it will compile it and save it to like I don't know. It just it's it's just like an available for on demand for anybody that saved it as their show. So then there's two versions of that, too. Like, you can pick either the on-demand version or the version that you DVR'd. There's a whole new world of of possibilities. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if any of this is new for, like, as far as DVR goes, but it's new to me because I've never had DVR before.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't use, like, I'll use the DVR feature to watch, like, reruns of shows or something. But for the most part, like, my PlayStation view comes down to me using it every Monday night for wrestling. And then, right.
1: so what about those Pokemon hats? Sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> bring things down to the PlayStation. I feel I feel guilty for bringing things onto the PlayStation View tangent, just because I thought PlayStation <laughs> View was a funny buzzword-sounding branding term, and now we spent like actually twenty minutes talking about the PlayStation View, and I feel bad. So, By 20, it's actually a, you a digital hats?
2: window that you Five. look through, and it shows you cool uh, landscapes. They, sh- they ship you a window
0: to your house. Yes, mm-hmm. and in one pane, it says "Play." And then in the other plane, it says station. And then when you're when you're sitting in front of it, that is the view of that's, the that's PlayStation it. view. It's a two pane. Win- it's a two pane window.
2: It's when it's when you want that product placement all over your house. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Well, that, that wraps it up for news, I guess. <laughs> we did it. we uh, did it. So what we'll do is we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we will uh, tackle your emails. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Travis, Travis podcast. podcast. It's Super Travis. Travis. What? No. No. no.
1: no. Whoa, look at that. Wow. Wow. Is a wet burrito just a worse place of the wet burrito? No. Is a West Burrito, just a birthplace of the West
0: burrito. Burrito. Whoa! Whoa! Oh. Oh. I can't Whoa! Oh. Oh. I can oh.
1: oh. oh. West Burrito, just a West Burrito, just a just a West Burrito, just a just a just a, just a burrito.
0: And we are back from our break. Got some emails for you. If you have any emails for us, Pokemon or non-Pokemon related, you can send your email over to sbj at Or you can go to pokemonpodcast.com, hit that contact button, and that will get the email over there just as well. So uh, feel free to send us some emails. We got a couple. We have two for Will. Will's not here, so I'm going to skip those.
2: Or right, I can answer them for him.
0: <laughs> I feel yeah. like I know Will enough. <laughs> uh, one's about how
2: uh, why Will hates Zelda because there's rolling in Zelda and oh, everything. Oh, definitely can't answer that. Oh, I can't oh, does, answer does, does that, Will actually. Hates- he's, he's wrong for not, for hating Zelda. That's the actual answer that you know. Will, Will hates everything. Wait, that's wait, that's the end of that question. On to the next one. Wait, I thought I was the
0: one that hated Zelda.
1: You're no, both I th-
2: wrong, then. That's the, yeah, I think you that's were, the s- easy solution. I think
0: you were both on similar pages. Chris writes in. Okay, from-
1: I just want to in- make sure that, that, that we weren't forming some sort of singularity where we end up with some, like, Will and Travis oversoul that just has all of the attributes of both of us, and then both of us become obsolete, you know? Like, I want to make sure Right. I'd-
2: or like if I, I am the one cuts. that hates Zelda.
1: That's the one that's the one thing I have.
2: <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a pretty good plot for the podcast. <laughs> if 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 Travis and Will become
0: too similar, then I just have to cut one, right? But how will you know which one is is which? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna ship you a window and in one pane it's gonna say play. Ask me
1: something only the real PlayStation <laughs> view will know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, This email is from Chris from Indianapolis. Uh, Hey, SBJ, Will, and Travis. Hey, what's up, Chris? (laughs) It's been a while since I've seen or talked to you guys. I just wanted to respond to Travis about Pokemon Go and Niantic's methods for catching legendaries. There is a gym rework going on right now, according to multiple reports and comments from developers that could be released sometime between April through June. They are working on making the experience more teamwork focused and rewarding when people get involved. So this leads me to believe that the possibility of catching a Mewtwo like the trailer depicts may not be as far off as we think. Of course, we'll see what they end up doing in the long term and hope for the best. Keep up the good work. And Travis, if you want mall Chinese again, I still live here, and will plan on going to nationals if you guys make it to Indy. Oh,
1: I didn't realize! I didn't realize we were talking that it was this Chris. Cool, awesome.
0: Uh, sincerely, the original Chris. Yes, the one you're thinking of from Indy. <laughs> probably good to hear from you, Chris. Probably what the timing. only cr- the only Chris in all of Indy. I'm assuming the
2: only one that I know and care about. <laughs> so yeah, there, there. I have also heard this. I've seen many things about this gym rework i did i did speaking of pokemon
0: go i did my first gym battle since the first week it came out i was at a a gym parked in my car and it was a mystic gym and i am mystic so i think it does something where it like powers up the gym i wasn't completely sure what i got a bunch of experience when i was done but yeah man you're buffing the gym Oh, okay. But it, didn't, it didn't give me an option
2: to leave my Pokemon, even though I did the work. It may not. So, so you can leave Pokemon there at certain levels. There's certain amounts that you can leave per level of the gym. So it could be that you just didn't level it up so that there was more room for you to leave a Pokemon. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, there's, I, I yeah, there's a certain number at which another tier
1: of another Pokemon slot would have been unlocked, at which point you could have put a Pokemon there. Or it could have already been level 10, at which point no, no, already yeah uh, he's already powered up it was, yeah. it was it
0: was it was level four or five i don't have like my highest c p is like thirteen ninety or something so what i i don't have stellar perfect i v
2: Pokemon i Man, just, what a
1: casual
2: so what you do then is you put something easy in there to make it easy for other what team what trash team are you on, he's mystic. on mystic oh gross so it, it yeah you put something easy in there so that other mystics have an easier time training the gym, so you just drop like a Caterpie or something.
0: In there. Well, I would I would assume if somebody rolled up with like CP sixteen hundred, they would have no problem because I th- oh they would think...
2: blast it out of there for sure.
0: Yeah, because I think the max that at level four that I was seeing was was like fifteen hundred. So I was I was a I was a hundred to two hundred below that CP, but I was still able to get through it. Right. It's yeah, typical, not typical not, it's strategy. Fun though, like battling. You get in there
2: in Pokemon Go is not enjoyable. No, it's really not. You just tap a screen a bunch of times, <laughs> <laughs> and then occasionally hold it. <laughs> but get in there and put some put some Caterpies on the gyms. Help out your teammates, and then work it. But if you, you don't, can't if put you the don't Caterpies have and leave. Good to put you in gotta there. put the Caterpies and work it. Oh uh, well, yeah, of course. Otherwise, somebody's gonna roll up, and then, you, and then up. you leave it for for other people to come in and work it.
1: I see. Can we use different language other than work it? You no, just you, you you gotta, gotta work, work
2: it. it. You gotta work it. You, getting get real know. sweaty in that gym.
0: I don't know. Clanging and banging. I don't know, guys.
2: <laughs> Clanging <laughs> and banging in the Pokemon gym.
0: Yeah, you got Oh boy, bringing this back. Uh, Bill writes in from. Sarah, I like your PC, Sarah. Sorta. Of <laughs> sarasota sarasota florida that's probably (laughs) a place uh hey super effective crew i've been listening to your podcast for a while now and i can confirm you are the best pokemon podcast out there you're my favorite because all three of you work so well together and keep the podcast informative and entertaining i really enjoyed your series through the sun and moony sun sun and moony (laughs) storyline. The old Sun and Mooney storyline, and I'm anticipating your post-game discussion. We should probably get to that. Speaking of which, nah. there is a post-game reveal that is really amazing and not readily apparent. Here are some spoil-free instructions on how to experience this reveal, which takes less than 10 minutes. Alright, I'm gonna read these these instructions. I cannot confirm or deny if they are spoiler-free. Bill says this they're is exciting. Bill says they're spoiler-free. So Take bill at, at, at their word. Step 1. First, go into the Dimensional Research Lab in Hiena City on Akala Island, Hiha City, however you want to say that. Talk to all the scientists there and pay attention to what they say. One of the scientists says something important. Second, go to Ether Paradise and talk to Gladion on the on the conservation level. Pay attention to what he is saying and you will discover the first Revelation, if you talked to him before and did not pay attention, he will not repeat it again. Finally, go to PokePelago and talk to the only person there. Look at its name and it will tie everything together. Forgive me if you've already experienced this. I haven't Mm. heard many discussion about the reveal and I wanted to hear what you three think. That discussion may have to be saved for post-game discussion podcast. Thanks for all you do. I plan on signing up for your Patreon soon. S- sincerely, Bill. I think I know what he's Thanks, talking Bill. about, but I don't. Know, I, I don't want to spoil it.
1: Well, I mean, we the game's been out long
2: enough. We can just say. It, yeah, right? I feel like I mean, spoilers are kind of off the table at this point. Well, well like, uh, let's wait till next been, week. It's
0: been, that gives. When did gives, the game come out?
2: October. Yeah, but that that lets people at least do these steps. You're right.
0: You're right. All right. All right. Good well, point. We'll, and then we'll, we'll forget about it and we'll then, forget about it and not talk about it next week. Yeah. I, I, I think I know what Bill's talking about. I'll I'll actually do it, especially if it takes less than ten minutes, because I want to experience that. Especially if Gladian only says what he says once. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that next week. But thank you, Bill. Alex writes in from Ackland, New Zealand. Auckland? Ak- yeah, that's it. That's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> hi steve i would like to say i'm a huge fan of yours even though i only started listening during your pokemon sun and moony gameplay and (laughs) i seem to like it i would like to know that steve is my favorite and micah is a close second oh wow uh my favorite pokemon is houndoom and it was my first shiny i would like to know what your first shiny is from alex in new zealand take that nerds
2: (laughs) Close second. <laughs> Take that! You're a close second. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. My first shiny is nothing because I have yet to find a shiny in the wild. Uh, I'll tell you what my first shiny in Sun and Moon was. Was that the question, or was it just first shiny ever? First shiny ever, but I believe could, in general. Yeah, you could you could do both. I remember. I think I remember your first shiny in Sun and Moon. My first shiny in Sun and Moon was a pink Hypno, and I was very upset. Hypnos cool? I was really excited to have my first shiny be something that I like actively searched out and I just stumbled on it and it kind of was it like ruined the moment. It ruined the like like I'm gonna hunt for a shiny Mimikyu or something cool that I'm gonna keep and whatever. And my first shiny was a hypno. I was very disappointed. This happened though, this happened the same night that uh Becky was playing, my wife, for anybody that doesn't know, was playing next to me and before I got my shiny Hypno, she says, why is this Zubat green? And should I catch it? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Well, like, shiny Zubat's not, not, like, a tier above shiny Hypno. I hate to break it to her. I mean, th- they're kind of both on the same plane of interest, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I attempted to shiny hunt for
0: an Execute, and i did it for about 5 hours the whole sos battle and then i decided it wasn't worth my time anymore and i, I quit <laughs> wow i've never had one go that long it was terrible i mean how
2: how were you did you get the shiny charm did you have like no
0: i didn't get no shiny charm oh, it was man well that's why it took you 5 hours 5 hours for nothing i uh i went it was the first time you can like encounter execute on that island uh. And so I, I was like, well, I've already killed like 10 of them. I guess I'll just keep going. It was not enjoyable.
1: Yeah, you got to you got to prepare. You can't just do it on a whim. I it's mean, never, like, it's I, never, it's never it taken cool. me that long.
0: I mean, I had the 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 ethers and I had the the lima beans or whatever they're called, the lima beans. The, what? The orbs? The lepa berries. Yeah, oh, the, lepa, the, lepa berries. the lepa I had I had plenty of lepa berries. <laughs> the
2: lima beans. I
0: had the ethers, <laughs> I had the whole one hit KO because I was using
2: my two cannon. Do you have the orbs? Whatever I had the orbs. orbs. orbs I don't yep. I had. I had the orbs. Yeah, I mean it gets it definitely gets easier with a shiny charm. But... Well, the, well, yeah,
0: but that Does requires there... me to complete my Pokedex, and that's not I mean, easy. Come
2: on, it's been out for what six months now. Get sure. it together. Does shiny execute look cool? Uh shiny, cool ex- shiny
0: executor, a lowland executor, executor yeah. I should say, it has like red leaves instead of green leaves. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's what I was trying to go for. Travis, what about you, Shiny? I think my first Shiny would have been what was it?
1: Gibble that they gave out at one of the VGCs, a Shiny Gibble, <laughs> something
0: like that. <laughs> Doesn't count? Well, I don't
1: know why that's with me. Like, receiving uh, a a <laughs> I mean that was the I mean to, to answer the question literally, that is the first Shiny I obtained. The first one that I encountered in the wild, however, was a Shiny Love Disk that I got from chain fishing in generation six and then i've gotten a lot more in gen seven from doing sos chaining and stuff like that i think my favorite is my
0: shiny cutie fly
2: that's a pretty good shiny uh
0: this email is from jose from san luis mexico hey guys uh jose aka conical from mexico here with a long email for you uh i've been listening to the show for about a year and i like it a lot i usually listen. At my desk, in my job, and all my coworkers look weird at me whenever I start laughing. Uh, but I, on my own, but I can't help it. All three of you, plus Micah and Irene, are great hosts. It's always fun to listen to SBJ's clum, cl, clumsiness. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs>
2: No way! What timing? <laughs> I tried I'm really sorry, hard.
1: future Steve, that has to edit the huge spike that was that laugh, that piece
0: of laughter. It was uh, worth it. Will's knowledge and Travis's sarcasm and humor keep up the good work? Oh, my eyes are watering. Uh, I decided to write in after listening to the whole wet burrito debate, as I have a comment on what I believed is based on here in Mexico. We're getting the like. Raw, Cold hard facts here we, I'm, I'm, Mexico's finest is written in uh, Hopefully here in it's Mexi- not
1: cold and hard burritos
0: That sounds gross <laughs> uh, Here in Mexico The state of Jalisco To be precise uh, We have a typical dish called the Tortara agrajada Which is the literal yep. translation Of drowned Torta Torta that consists yep. in a torta. And I wish I could see the how is it's tortilla? how it's spelled because I can I actually know. say T O R T O R T O R T A mm-hmm. torta. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I mean, that's kind
0: of what you said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it's cons- what? What is a torta? Is it just like a like a soft shell taco? I thought I'm probably way wrong in this, but I thought tortas were like sandwiches. Oh, like actually, it, it says here in the next sentence. Than- uh, that consists in a torta, a kind of
0: sandwich made with there a different go. bread called a bolio or burto or burro brat. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Man, I wish I knew how any of this
1: was spelled. I could be able to tell you how to pronounce it, but.
0: <laughs> hey, I pronounced torta <laughs> right. You guys were harassing
1: out. me about it. I said it right. I filled with pork. I didn't say anything about your torta pronunciation.
0: <laughs> and covered in tomato sauce with some red onion on it. And you get to choose how spicy you usually want it. Usually it is eaten when you are hung over and it's very tasty. That's pretty much it. So uh, now I have questions for you two that are completely non-Pokemon, that are completely, that are not completely Pokemon related. Uh, Number one, do you miss game manuals being physical included with every game? I liked, I loved reading those and the Pokemon ones were particularly awesome as long as they were long and had so many illustrations and notes. Number two, who is your favorite superhero? That's it for my email. I hope it gets right in the show. Keep being the best Pokemon podcast out there, and we will keep making sure of keeping them dogs clean this 2017. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Let's do the superhero quest- question one first because uh, I can tell you right now, I don't have a favorite superhero. I'm not big on superheroes or comics or anything like that. Uh, oh, sh-
1: sh- I guess I'll-, I'll go. My answer used to be green lantern because i liked the idea of a superhero that wasn't just i mean you get this in in tons of different superheroes whether you're talking dc or marvel where multiple people have inhabited the same role the same the same name but green lantern was always interesting to me that the green lantern for this sector in in space was just like one person out of tons that were assigned to all of the sectors of space i thought that was interesting that like in the cosmic scope of things this person who seems like Im- immensely powerful from our tiny earth perspective is just one of uh, a, a ton that that are in the green lantern core i found that idea interesting um and then i actually like read green lantern comics and they're uh they're boring and <laughs> really and spend way too much time talking about how different emotions are like different colors and
2: I'm in mean, a lot of what the different,
1: boat. what the different like uh, colored rings do. And uh, that ended up boring me. Um, I, I like, I, I haven't, I don't know if I could pick one of them, but in terms of like comic series, I'm kind of interested in the X-Men right now. Maybe it's just cause I really enjoyed Logan. So I'm going back and looking at some old X-Men stories, but there've been some interesting X-Men stories. And I think a lot of the characters uh, are, have interesting analogs to real life and like real life experiences. So that's cool.
2: Real quick before I answer, can I get a hot take on Logan? Did you like it? Oh yeah.
1: I I thought it was really good. I, I think it's laudable for being a movie that, that for being a comic book movie that dares to actually say a thing in a world where everyone is uh, falling head over heels over a Deadpool, which is a movie that's purely uh, pessimism and deconstruction for the sake of nothingness that, um. even the same studio decided well we can actually maybe say something this time
2: and they did and it's good I'm excited to see it I th- th- I. that's because I'm also kind of going back and before I see it I guess I want st- to st- see some of the source material and I'm going yeah, through yeah. some House of M stuff that sh- apparently is partially tied to it and then going through some eh, of the Logan kind stuff of,
1: I don't really necessarily I don't Necessarily, think you really need to read the source material. Material, it's mostly like the old man Logan stuff that it's based on, I yeah. guess. But I mean, it's less of a X Men movie and more of just a road picture that happens to have Wolverine and a lot of people's faces <laughs> being brutally ripped apart by metal claws.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't really have a favorite superhero either, but I have a lot of favorite like story arcs throughout. Yeah, the history of Marvel Comics, not so much DC. I'm not a, that big of a I've never really been big into DC Comics, but um I don't know, like the original Civil War arc was really interesting to me and the uh the split sides and the just like unmasking superheroes and big reveals and stuff like that was really cool to me. Other than that, I don't think anybody has ever really like stuck out to me. When I was young, I really liked Gambit because he was a babe. Other than did that, you, I don't did, think of... Did you watch the X-Men cartoon? I did, yes.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, such a good opening song.
2: <laughs> he was a babe in that, too.
3: Excuse me.
2: <laughs> Steve is dreading editing this right now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: i do you miss far away from my microphone it's fine do you miss game manuals being physically included with every game uh was the other question from jose
2: did any of the when did they stop including game manuals in pokemon games i don't know i bought the last two digitally yeah i did i mean i did too i like bought physical ones but i didn't open them they're kind of like just for collection's sake but I weren't including manuals still anymore.
0: had a manual no
1: I won't be able to confirm this i because I never have really cared that much about manuals. I started playing video games before I could read, so the manual was never really that important of uh, <laughs> yeah. i I couldn't read the manual, so it was never that im- an important
2: part I of started the to care about me. manuals for collections purpose for collection purposes like. Collecting complete versions of games and things like that, but I guess that I mean I kind of stopped doing that. I guess I didn't realize that they stopped including manuals with a a lot of Nintendo stuff specifically because I feel like that was still when other companies had dropped off of carrying man or uh, putting manuals in game cases. Nintendo was still doing that. I I mean I
0: remember the Red and Blue manuals and like going through those as a kid several times and how it looked like a little like field guide kind of book batman manual will just s- stood out to me and still does stand out to me but for the most part i don't i don't know i i uh, manual is probably for me to do the same effect of art books and like i have destiny art books and final fantasy 14 art books and you know other art books just sitting on a shelf and i think i've maybe paged through them once and it was like a quick page through of like oh yeah this, this is good paper quality this art's cool and then it just collects dust on my shelf and i think for me manuals would do the same except instead of collecting dust on my shelf it would just remain in the game case yeah
2: i but, think i mean it, as far as having actual manuals i think it's more just like it's nice to have it than it is something any tan- kind of tangible right more than it has any actual practical use like i'm not I don't, i'm not like lost without a manual you know yeah i don't i think it was much more needed in times where games weren't super clear on how to play certain parts of it like they didn't have hand like like walk walking hand-holding tutorials at the beginning of the game and stuff like that uh next email here is actually some physical mail i'm gonna
0: unfold this here some snail mail as they would say uh hello steve travis and will as well as anyone from the b team who might be present Oh. It's your lucky day. Recently, Micah suggested that listeners should send snail mail SVJ's <laughs> way. So I am looking forward to physically passing this envelope to one of you at PAX East. Uh, Travis is Incredible. nice enough to deliver this to me. As it's customary to announce one's favorite host prior to asking a question, I would th- like to thank my favorite, members, favorite member of the ISC crew, Travis, for always bringing such a thoughtful, measured perspective to the proceedings. At least until Will leads them into an argument, which usually ends up being my favorite part of, the sh- of any given show. <laughs> <laughs> A fresh batch of Pokemon merchandise debuted at Toy Fair last month, including new and improved Pokemon construction toys from Mega Bloks and the poly Pocket inspired line of miniature Pokemon games for girls. Extreme Quotes. Likewise, the Pokemon Center online shop now offers a premium shadow box containing a set of classic Pokemon badges that would make any trainer on Victory Road blush, as well as as those handsome new figures that the site rolled out on Pokemon Day. At the height of the Pokemon Go craze, I even saw my local shopping mall stocking Pikachu-colored Mophie iPhone charging cases, as well as plenty of throwback Generation 1 merchandise, including adult-sized backpacks, cookie-cutter molds, and scarves as pokemon continues to diversify it's already impressive selection of consumer products are there any items you would like to see get the pokemon brand treatment either items which don't yet exist or all product or products which are already offered in limited supply would you like to see expanded thank you for all the hard work you put on each week and always an entertaining show now if you'll excuse me i have a very dirty dog to keep clean in 2017 AC. Thank you for the uh snail mail. Uh AC was uh one of the fans we met at PAX and Yeah, it was great meeting you, AC. Yeah. Uh very nice guy. Uh we And had... you kids out there keep sending in that snail mail. I love the snail mail. Uh felt good to read some snail mail. Uh so the the question was merchandise you'd want to see or expanded upon or anything like that.
2: Well, real quick, I'd like to see more Mimikyu plushes, because uh, I recently went to find them outside of PokemonCenter.com, because they haven't restocked, and they're on eBay for like $80. So you're saying I should sell my plush? Yes. Or I'll sell it to you for 70 How's that? Well, I'm out. <laughs> not, not interested.
0: $10 less than eBay.
2: <laughs> it's a deal of the century right there. That, I mean, you're not wrong, but don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> I'm real desperate for a Mimikyu plush, and I, I I can't be I can't be spending seventy dollars on a plush.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think of <laughs> what I would want to see. There's a lot of Pokemon stuff I have in my house. I have Pokemon blankets, Pokemon pillows,
2: plushes. I would really, really like to see a resurgence in the uh, like Pikachu pal i don't remember what they were called the like the, basically the pikachu Tamagotchis. pocket pikachu yes i'd like to see a those resurgence things incredible. in in those pocket pikachus tamagotchis giga pets whatever i, I want to see that come back around i can subscribe to this you know what i want to see
0: actually i want decent pokemon hoodies not the ones they sell on pokemon center that are that are 60 to 70 dollars because that is a ridiculous price for a hoodie You could get a plush for that. You can a Mimikyu plush for that. I'm selling one right now. 70 bucks. (laughs) But they're also what is called like the quote unquote classic fit. And I'm not I'm done buying classic fit stuff. I need that slim fit stuff in my life. Whether that's a t-shirt or a hoodie. I just want things that fit a little tighter to my body. And classic fit doesn't fit the bill. So I, I want I want more of more of that. I want like a good hoodie that I can that I can drown myself in
2: tailored hoodies yeah the the
0: fancy (laughs) i'm also
1: gonna say clothing because i'm not a i'm not much of a stuff person i don't i don't do a lot like if i get a plush, it just kind of sits there i don't do a lot with things but clothes are something that i would have to have anyway so I mean, I had the Pocket Pikachu too, if that is what it was called, I think that's what it was called, and it was an incredible device that I spent a lot of time on playing. I spent a lot of time playing the Double or Nothing game that was in there, where you would bet Watts, uh, whether, no, I guess it was sort of Double or Nothing, but you would bet Watts, Double or Nothing, whether or not the next card Pikachu would draw from a deck of playing cards would be higher or lower than the previous one. You remember. I spent a lot of time on that as if that were actually a fun game.
0: Yeah, it's not fun, it but I
2: I remember it. You gotta, you gotta bet those watts. You remember way more mm-hmm. about this than I do. Well, there was there was there I was, spent a lot of time with it. There's pocket Pikachu, and retelling it is making me even more excited for new ones.
0: Well, there was pocket yeah. Pikachu, which was the 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 yellow one, and then there was pocket which I did not have. I only had pocket Pikachu two. Yeah, there was pocket Pikachu two, which worked with the infrared scanner on the Game Boy Color, for, and it
2: had the the GS logo. Yes, for the Golden Sun logo. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I would also go with more
1: clothing because I wouldn't do anything with a Vanilux plushie, but I'd wear a Vanilux skirt or something, you know, like I like because I'm going to have to wear clothes anyway. I'm not going to have to have a plushie with me anyway. I'm I'm bad at buying things for myself that I don't need. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, yeah. And so I can even though I don't need more clothes, I can at least justify I can justify the purchase of clothing to myself.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could just carry a plush with you everywhere. I don't yeah, see I just issue. put in your bag. Just pull it out I when you it. Would be a good look.
0: <laughs> a lot of the stuff on PokemonCenter dot com, like it's fine, and I would probably buy it if it was more tailored to Pokemon I like. Whereas, like, there's no like low
2: tad pin, right? But I would probably buy a low tad pin, and for yeah, I could maybe see pins. My issue with clothing is that like I just don't, and Steve knows this better than travis says but i don't wear things with like graphic stuff on them really you just don't wear clothes really i just never wear clothes i mean i work from home so that's actually pretty true (laughs) but uh when i am wearing clothes usually it's i mean i don't wear things that are like really branded i I, like graphic tees really don't do it for me that much so like having new graphic tees never really excites me um it's got to really be something that that is like unique or piques my interest but i i don't think i've ever looked at pokemoncenter.com at anything clothing and been like yeah i could wear that
0: <laughs> well <they laughs> yeah are. i so guess i
2: should it. say it has to be
1: like cool and good
0: <laughs> that's the thing about me and like graphic teases because i always have a hoodie on so zero people ever see what is under that hoodie I don't. Know, I'm like, like I love that Pokemon Center is like still putting out stuff, but there's a certain point where you're just like, I have no room for these plushies. <laughs>
2: I only have one plush. I feel terrible for not having more plushes. Or maybe that's good. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think in reality it's
0: good. But if you want to mimic plush, you plush, I, I got one. <laughs> uh, S- Stephen writes in from seventy dollars from Alaska. <laughs> My favorite host is Travis. They are awesome. They are an awesome meme lord. Also, if you guys could fuse two Pokemon yeah, yeah, yeah. together, <laughs> who would they be as to... Ho- uh, who would they be? Hope to hear on- hear this on the show. Have a fantastic day. Steven.
2: If I could fuse two Pokemon, it would be mm. Travis and Will. <laughs> create a singularity. <laughs>
1: two See, it's funny, because that's the thing we said before. I would say... Probably, I think, I mean, this has kind of already been done by a lot of people, right? Because there was that meme that I think is really cool. Speaking of meme lord, my meme lord status, there was that uh, thing going around that was really cool where artists would draw alternate versions of a Pokemon species based on the other Pokemon in its egg group. So they would look through like what Pokemon that Pokemon could theoretically breed with and then... Draw depictions of what it would actually look like to have a crossbreed between those two Pokemon. Artists have made really cool stuff with that, I'm upset that I can't think of any of the Are artists you talking who about did that. The, but...
2: That site where it would like, no, com- I'm not talking about them
1: the, I'm not talking about the joke site garbage. I mean that thing was very funny, and because I saw perfect, people take
2: but... screenshots take of those, and, that, and, and, then, and, then, and then yeah, create, yeah, like really good art based off of those
1: people definitely did that and that was really cool and really funny uh but no i'm talking about it, it was uh older than that there was a thing where uh so like for instance uh let me just pick up a random pokemon so i can give you a good example uh yeah sure let me pull up vulpix and see what breeding group it's in so vulpix is in the field ag group so for instance it could breed with uh, Meowth, Primate, Growlithe, other Pokemon in that group. So then the artist would make sketches of the what they would envision a crossbreed between those species would look like if it were like real life, where a you know donkey plus horse makes a mule instead of in Pokemon, where it just looks identical to whatever the mother is. Mudbray. Some pretty cool things with that. Good, good job. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Uh, I guess I would probably want to combine, like, Sableye with something. I think Sableye is really cool, so, uh, and maybe, like, you know what, Sableye, Sableye Vanilluxe. it's in my mind, so let's just
0: do it. I feel like you could get away with combining a lot of Pokemon with Rapidash, uh, just because you would have that flame main going on. Just because
1: Rapidash is, like, really boring, and it acts for a really good <laughs> blank slate, upon oh, wow. which you can just slap anything else
0: on. Got him. So I would say like Rapidash and like Golem, because then you would have like a ball of fire, like a meteor, an asteroid. That
1: is cool.
2: I'll give you that much. I don't know. Name your name your two favorite Pokemon. I I mean, currently Mimikyu and Gengar. So I don't really know what I mean. So it's you would just, have like a Mimikyu I feel wearing like be a, a really Gengar outfit. Combination. Even more ghostly, poison, even ghost even. fairy.
0: Uh, Tommy writes in from Columbus Dear ISC crew and fan base, I am not a plant I just like Travis's and DJ's podcast Love Tommy uh, <laughs> Wow I think, <laughs> I think that might have been like two weeks old But
1: Yeah I mean a few Weeks ago the person wrote in With an email just saying how good My other podcast Arbitrary Archive Is and I don't necessarily agree I don't think it's that great um, And then Come on, uh, Tommy was accused of being uh, a plant or some sort of shill for the Arbitrary Archive. Uh, what did we talk about last week on that show? It was, um, yeah, I don't remember. It was good. I don't remember what we did. this a <laughs> full week ago.
0: Uh, we'll do like two more emails here. Uh, Tyler writes in, uh, Hi guys, my name is Pigmen Q. Must be like a Twitter slash username. And I've been listening to you guys for the past year and loving it. I was wondering what your guys' favorite episode you've ever done is. Also, my favorite person is SBJ and Will, as we are the same person. But when will there be a new mythical? Hmm. So we got like two questions here. First one is favorite episode you've done.
2: Is there there a show that stands out to you too? I mean, does this include mythical? Because there's a lot of mythical stuff that we've done that I really liked. Yeah, I suppose that that could... Extend a mythical, then something mythical. I can't, I don't think I can say it, talk about it. So, it's something
1: <laughs> I love how, whenever mythical comes up uh, from an email writer, then everyone but SBJ just gets a little, a little passive aggressive about the things that we're upset that we're not allowed to talk about <laughs> yet. With mythical, and we're like, mm, well, my favorite thing is a thing that Steve won't let me talk about. <laughs>
0: I mean, you 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 could say that's your favorite, Micah. But have you I really heard enjoyed, it recently? Like, I mean, like no, I, that's I, I true. guess it's I guess I, I it could be as, terrible. I guess as somebody who edits podcasts, there's I don't know if Travis can relate to that or or anyone else, but there's that feeling of like when you're going through a podcast, you're like, yeah, this sounds like it's going to be really good, and then when you get like you let it sit for an hour, and then you go to edit it, and you're going through, and you're like. I, I guess this wasn't as funny as i thought it was like an hour ago <laughs> i know what you're talking i know what specific thing you're
1: talking about and i hope you're cutting out like 90 percent of the first like hour of that because
0: it's just rolling dice but uh, but in general though like that 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 feeling does exist i do kn- yeah like, I do know e- like even when about. i finish interviews yeah, I think that is- during the interview you could be like yeah this, this is going great and then you listen to it afterwards and you're like why did I ask such a dumb question?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with that experience. It, for me, is at least like I think I'm saying something really cool or funny and, in the moment, and then I realize later as I'm editing whatever I'm doing that the joke was like way too in my head, or I didn't explain a thing right, or
2: I misspoke. and That's just generally it's my It's always life, usually my fault. And the realization <laughs> is like immediately after I say it. Just, like, <laughs> in my normal life. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I mean, I guess I really liked, mostly because of the actual experience that was tied with it, but the Gen Con, the mythical Gen Con special was really fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. Recording it and being in the room and, you know, all the excitement surrounding Gen Con. That was good. Uh, uh, probably the fa- my favorite thing that I've been on.
0: I have a couple episodes I like a lot. I really liked the episode with Xavier Woods that was also the week that like Pokemon go launched. So I, I just feel like that episode had so much excitement, uh, from start to finish and to like piggyback off, like what Micah said, like that episode has just so many like vivid memories for me of like recording it. And like, I remember the Pokemon go stuff. And I remember like traveling to meet, uh, Xavier. And I remember like being in his house and recording and then like playing Pokemon go for the first time in Atlanta with my friend Alex. Like that was such a, Like That whole episode is just very reminiscent of that time for me. And then I think another episode that I really liked a lot was the Kickstarter episode that we did. Shout
2: out to Alex. Nasty Boys 2017.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think the Kickstarter episode was really good. I went into that episode really hoping that there would be debate and frustration, as weird as that sounds, and there was, and I think it was good and it panned out. I mean, like,
2: w- and we just I, argued for four hours straight. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and and that's kind of what I wanted. But a I, I, this podcast would be really boring if all three of us agreed on everything together, right? So if we went no. into that Kickstarter, <laughs> if we went into that Kickstarter episode, all being like, oh, okay, like, sure, I get, yeah, put me out on, why not? And instead of like not like instead of instead we talked about that and that got heated at some points, and then I think that really translated well to the audience, and they responded in in terms, and they were very upset about the list, too, because when it comes down to it, everyone has their favorite Pokemon, so it was going to be impossible for us to not make a top 10 list without people feeling like they got shafted in
2: some way. Can you do that one week? Just have a one-off where the stipulation is that you all have to agree on everything that you're talking about. I don't know if that'll pan
0: out for being uh, interesting.
1: It's hard for me to be able to think of any episode that was cooler to do than the PAX East panel we just did. I joked uh, the week after about how nervous I was and I certainly was, but being able to do our ridiculous jokes about you know, like answering the question the ridiculous questions about duck-sized horses and all that and
3: in front of 400
1: people uh, I don't know it was really fun, it's cool to be able to hear that you know hear people laugh instantaneously as opposed to wake waiting like two days and then having someone say on twitter that they liked my joke so uh yeah it was a lot of fun uh to do that even though i it's already been established that i didn't really like pax itself
2: it took me about a week to listen to that episode and i finally last week listened to it and the the energy of the episode was so good it was very like live episode well paced Thanks. Yeah,
0: live episodes don't really pan out well. I think it's like when people download it and they realize it's live. And I'm I'm guilty of this too for some of the podcasts I listen to. It's just like, oh, I don't like the way this audio sounds. And so live episodes don't get as many downloads as, as normal episodes. But I am trying to come up with different solutions to make live episodes sound as normal as possible to
2: uh, real episodes. What you could do is just craft a room that you bring in that's just windows and everybody <laughs> can watch you from the outside but oh. you're inside of oh, the room Oh, that's what recording. the
1: PlayStation view is. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You take it to live. It's, shows.
2: A, it's a PlayStation podcast that's only live and you just ah. watch them and you can't hear them. You're just viewing them.
0: If you're we get this question a lot, when will there be new mythical content? Um all I'm gonna say, uh, this episode is uh watch our Twitter at Pokemon Podcast and uh there might be something there that gives you an answer. uh, And that will probably be every day until that answer is revealed. So it's pretty obvious if you follow us on Twitter, but uh, I would would stay tuned to watch that. And final question we'll do for the day, even though we have a bunch here, is from Carla from Brooklyn, New York. Hey, Pokemon casters. Thank you for providing such a quality show week after week. I figured out you and other listeners might have some good feedback to this simple question. What do you think is the best way to organize a living Pokedex? My National Dex through Pokemon Bank is almost complete. I am only missing Deansay and Volcanion, but it's hard to figure out which Pokemon I still need, especially when PC boxes are so cramped. Pokemon Bank does not have that space issue, but it also doesn't have an easy way to search for specific Pokemon, making it harder to organize. I'm sure there is a simple solution, but it is annoying when I am just finally, when I'm just trying to finally complete a living decks for almost two decades of playing the main game. Thanks for reading, especially if you read on the podcast. And I think everyone is great, but if I have to pick my favorite, it might be Irene. Thanks again, Carla. I think by caller is the obvious <laughs> answer.
2: <laughs> I just recently did this, and I can give you some tips your- on how I. Organized national decks are living. Or... I have started my national decks, and I have a good chunk of it. Okay. Uh What I did was I pulled up a list of all of the Pokemon for by number in the national decks, and I I I grabbed my little journal and I wrote all of them, which took a really long time. Sorry, I, why didn't you just print and, the list? Because it's nah. I don't I don't nah. that way. All right. You're talking every pokemon i did and i draw a line through them in my journal i keep my journal and my ds with me wherever i'm going or i did when i was still actively doing this uh, and i would draw a line through them as i finished them but in uh, the pokemon bank what i did was the first thing i did was i labeled all of the boxes 0 to six thirty and 31 to 60 and whatever and then so i think the point of confusion here piece. is uh Mike, when you say you're going to give a tip uh
1: usually you're supposed to be giving good ideas
2: it, it's the best <laughs>
1: idea it's the only I, way to the, do it if you were the printing idea of list, changing the name corners, of the boxes the name of changing interested. the boxes to the different numbers is actually a good idea
2: yeah that's the easiest way that i'm writing I do it. 700 the journal was Pokemon just an extra, like, no it's just really print not a list But I did it because I like doing it. Control P on PC, command P on Mac. I don't feel accomplished when I do that though. Listen, I got a journal for a reason, okay? I want that I want that achievement in my journal. It's such a good feeling to just like with a sit down and write over eight hundred Pokemon names. Just slide through a name with ease and just remove it from the list.
0: Scratch everything Micah said. Really though, naming your boxes is
2: the best way to do it.
0: Arrange Pokemon by color and call it a day, <laughs> <laughs> or that. I agree. <laughs> or these you are all take- my blue Pokemon. <laughs> these are or you all can my take the, gar- <laughs> the garbage way out. I think actually naming the boxes, the numbers is a really smart way. I have like my boxes are such a mess in bank. I have a box of all like event Pokemon, which is already full. And now I need to make another box of event Pokemon. And then I have a box of Pokemon given to me for competition. So when I played black and white competitively, I had a bunch of nice folks make me uh, Ivy, Eevee perfect Pokemon. So I have them in a separate box of like, oh, these are uh, competition ready really at any time, I guess, unless the meta changes. But I never, I didn't have meta Pokemon to begin with. And then I have a box of. And then I have, like, a box of a bunch of Eevees, and then I have a box of a bunch of Dittos, and then everything else is a mess after that. So we were joking about organizing Pokemon by color, but have you heard of monochromatic tournaments? Like where you only battle with green Pokemon?
1: Yeah, so there's a... a, All Pokemon are actually given a Pokedex, uh, an official color in the Pokedex. Um, Like, I still have the Vulpix page open from when we were using that as an example earlier, and Vulpix is officially brown, and so sometimes people have made uh just little for fun tournaments where uh you can choose any color you want, but all of the Pokemon in it need to have be officially labeled in the Pokedex as being uh the same color. And it leads to interesting things where like some colors are better like like some colors are better suited for different strategies than others just based on what Pokemon are purple or whatever so that it's sounds gonna be really kind of cool. Fun. yeah we <laughs> should do really we should do one of those
2: aesthetically pleasing yeah, yeah yeah it sounds like uh you know magic the gathering a little bit you pick your color and, <laughs> and then it. you tap you d- you tap, tap your pokemon thanks for the email hopefully the the box advice helps you a little bit and write your journal just write all the pokemon down it's do a good that. exercise <laughs> it, it feels good trust me on this it's, it's like a meditative experience. Uh, if you have any
0: emails, questions, comments, concerns, uh, you can send an email to sbj at p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t dot com, or just go over to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that contact button, and uh, we'll read your email on air, whether it's Pokemon or non-Pokemon related. A lot of Pokemon questions this week, so thank you everyone who wrote it? Or in.
2: send that snail mail.
0: Or send the, send the old snail mail. If you if you want my P.O. Box, it's on the Patreon page. Uh, speaking of Patreon, before I pass it over to Travis for Pokemon of the Week, we're running a special right now. If you support us on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash it's super effective, uh, you can, uh, all new Patreons will get uh, a free sticker and button pack mail, snail mailed their way uh so that's for any reward level if you want to back us at a dollar if you want to back us at four dollars a month uh you'll get access to our slack community you also get access to the patreon posts that we do and uh once april comes around i will send out surveys for your address your name a couple other questions and uh, i'll send a bunch of pokemon podcast stickers your way so that's for any anyone new signing up for patreon in the month of march if you signed up uh, recently in like February or something, uh, you'll still qualify for that. We originally did this back in like September, so we're just doing it again for spring. And yeah, just uh, gives you a little motivation to sign up if you haven't done so. And if, if you can't sign up, if you can't spare a dollar a month to support us, that's fine. Don't worry about it. It's, it's really not the end of the world. Uh, but thank you to everyone who does support us. Speaking of support, Travis, support us through our Pokemon of the week.
1: Oh man, I thought you were like actually going to do the... Th- I was going to be really impressed by your transition, because I thought you were going to be, like, support, because our Pokemon of the Week is Honchkrow, and it can learn Tailwind, which is a support move. Oh. I thought you were, like, going to know the things. I
0: forgo- <laughs> forgot <laughs> for a split second what our Pokemon of the Week was. Got Gonna learn those expectations.
1: And actually, we got a submission for both Honchcrow and Murkrow, because as... Brandon Weisner points out in the Pokemon of the Week Slack channel, uh, neither of these Pokemon are really getting a lot of use, but uh, Murkrow actually gets m- s- marginally more use than does Honchkrow because Murkrow loses the Prankster ability when it evolves, evolves into Honchcrow, and Prankster is an incredibly powerful uh, ability. So th- these two sets are going to be pretty wildly different from each other because they're doing quite different things uh so first we'll do the Honchcrow crow set because that is officially the pokemon of the week this comes to us from Cavan soria it's gonna be an adamant nature with 252 evs in attack and speed 4 in hp with life orb and moxie the moves are the moves are foul play it was very difficult to transition from r to foul Ugh. anyway the moves are foul play tailwind brave bird and sucker Punch. Kevin also recommends instead of Tailwind, you could also run Roost or Protect. Kevin says it's pretty basic, it's a pretty basic sweeper for the most part, um, you might consider using Fly MZ for the item so that you can get the Flying Z move, uh, and then mentions that, uh, Tailwind, whether set up by the Honchkrow itself or by another Pokemon if you're not running Tailwind on it, uh, would help Honchkrow a lot. The speed is the thing that's sort of lacking with Honchkrow, um, has decent attack stat, so it can deal uh, a lot of damage. Um,
0: Put a quick claw on it.
1: Don't do that. Um, <laughs> it's a speed stat that's kind of hindering it. Uh, before we move on to the Murkrow set, I want to throw something out there that's not necessarily good, but I thought it was fun when I was messing around with it. Um, so uh, a Lolin Marowak is not as dominant as it was when the people were first messing around with the format. Um, I think it's like. I'm not sure if it's even in the top 10 most used Pokemon right now, but there was a point where it definitely was and it was everywhere. And I had a, I was just messing around with different Pokemon and had a sort of uh gimmicky admittedly team. And one of the holes that it, it, it had a hard time dealing with a little in Marowak. And I wanted something that could just guarantee outspeed it and kill it in one hit. Uh, and the, strangely enough, the the one I decided to try out was, uh, was Honchkrow, with, a, with the ability Super Luck and a Scope Lens, because then if you use Super Luck, Scope Lens, and Night Slash, uh, all three of those, so Night Slash has an increased priority. Scope Lens increases the likelihood of critical hits by one... Or Sorry, Night Slash has increased critical hit ratio. I said increased priority. It has increased critical hit ratio. Scope Lens increases the critical hit ratio of all your moves by one. And super luck increases the critical hit ratio of all your moves by one. So that means Night Slash ends up being a guaranteed critical hit, which ended up being a guaranteed one hit KO on most of the EV spreads that people were using for Marowak. It's really gimmicky, uh, but it was really fun. And um, it also has the side benefit of you know that having a critical hit is not just good because it gives you more damage, but it can also shoot through people who've like set up a defense increases and, and stuff like that. I should reiterate, it wasn't good, but it's a funny thing that you can do, and then people on Pokemon Showdown get really angry at you because how did you get three critical hits in a row? Then you have to explain to them that you did this really uh, inadvisable thing that makes it a 100% chance to do that. Anyway, our last set is going to be for Murkrow. From Brandon Weisner. This is going to be Murkrow with Eviolite. Eviolite is an item that increases the defense and special defense of a Pokemon that has the capability to evolve, so Murkrow would count for this. The ability, as I mentioned before, is Prankster. That's an ability that causes moves that don't deal damage to have increased priority so that they are more likely to go first. Your EV spread is going to be 252 in HP, 148 in defense, and 108 in special defense with a careful nature. Uh, This is, as you can gather from the EV spread and the ability, this is more a support-oriented set, and the moves are going to be Tailwind, Foul Play, Quash, and Taunt. Taunt and Tailwind are in in there because they're just incredible support moves. Taunt for shutting down uh, other Pokemon that are dealing non-damaging moves, and then Tailwind to increase the speed of your team temporarily. Quash is a really interesting move that you're really you might not know if you don't play a lot of doubles and even then it's it's really only seen on these sort of marginally used like Murkrow sets so uh, quash is a dark type move that makes it so that the target um, will move last this turn um, ignoring all like priority so as long as it hasn't acted already. So the reason Quash doesn't really see use generally is because if whatever is using a move is going to be faster than you anyway, then Quash has no effect. But because Murkrow has Prankster, you're going to go first with Quash, uh, unless they use a uh, move with increased priority as well, and you can force a Pokemon to move last... And then hopefully kill that Pokemon before it's even able to get that move off. So you can make a Pokemon that would normally be really fast and be able to KO one of your Pokemon. Actually the slowest Pokemon in the round and and take it out before it's able to act. And that can be really cool. And then Foul Play is in there because sometimes you need your support Pokemon to deal damage. And Foul Play is a way to do that without having to invest any in um, attack. Because Foul Play determines its damage by the target's attack stat instead of your own.
0: Uh, I think that's that's it. Yeah, cool. Did that make sense? Yes, it did. Your shiny Honchkrow will be uh, bright and pink. That's and st- a
1: really good shiny.
0: It's a really good shiny instead of like the dark blue that it normally is. Some trivia here. Honchkrow's English name used to be a Japanese word, uh, origin word. In its name, Honcho, delivered from Honcho. Uh, hard to say that because it's like they're, Literally the same words. While the Japanese name uses the Western origin word in its name, Don, is delivered from the Italian Don or Latin for Dominus. Both are leader like names and use some and sometimes are used for leaders of shadier organizations. Honchkro comes after Miss Magius in the Sinnoh Pokedex, but Honchkrow's pre evolution Murkrow Comes before Miss Magius's pre evolution, Miss Drevious, in the Johto Pokedex. There you go. Honchkrow is based on a crow or a raven, with its bulkier, more powerful appearance. Honchkrow looks more much more like a raven than its pre evolution does, but its coloration resembles that of a hooded crow. While Murkrow appears to be based on witches of Western folklore, Honchkrow's appearance is reminiscent of a crime boss, given a new interpretation to Murkrow as a gang, gang member under Honchkrow. Its crest looks like a wide-brimmed fedora hat, an article clothing often associated with mob- mobsters or neckbeards. However, Honchkrow's tail... Does
2: actually say that? It,
0: it doesn't. <laughs> Honchkrow's <laughs> tail does represent <laughs> the Besom broom, which has a long connect... which has been long connected with witchcraft And its hat and beard-like feathers also give the impression of a sorcerer or wizard. People that have
1: listened to the Kickstarter episode know that I really love Honchcrow. It makes me really nostalgic for playing Pokemon with my brother and rolling with the Honch. Ah, It's so cool. Honchkrow is so cool. The
0: the Big Boss Pokemon is Honchkrow's title.
1: Ah, It's so cool and good.
0: (laughs) Big Boss (laughs) This is really good. Uh, well, I think uh, I think that wraps up our show for you guys today. We'll be recording a little bit earlier this week, uh, just because I will have company over this co- this upcoming weekend. So if there's yeah, any will, <laughs> so if there's any Pokemon news or anything that drops, and you're wondering why the Sunday episode doesn't cover it, it's because we're probably going to be recording on like a-, a Wednesday or Thursday night, just so I can have have some free time this weekend for. For the company coming. Uh, Otherwise,
2: WrestleMania weekend.
0: Wrestle, yep, WrestleMania weekend. What am I doing with my life? Very exciting. This is is what's happening. Otherwise, uh, if you're interested in in mythical or other stuff that may or may not be mythical, please watch our Twitter all week and uh, at Pokemon Podcast. That'll give you some some a little bit more insight of what's happening there. Uh, Mm Patreon.com/slash It's super effective. If you want to get your free buttons and sticker packs and you're not already a Patreon backer, please uh, don't hesitate to support us. If you can't, no big deal. Uh, leave us a review in iTunes. We haven't said that in a while, but iTunes is a thing. Leave us a review there. Otherwise, the Twitter is the best place to stay up to date with with all of us. At Pokemon Podcast for the show. At Dragging a Lake for me. At TheTravisW for Travis. And at Micah the Brave for Will. And yep. uh, <laughs> no, uh. <laughs> uh otherwise, uh, I think that's it. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super, super effective. effective.
1: weird i'm not used to just uh, everyone involved saying it the correct way i i guess it's good uh keep that dog clean in 2017
2: just gotta keep him clean
0: just wanted to give a big shout out to Wally. You can check him out uh, over at DrunkOnTacos.com. And if you want to be part of the shout outs at the end of the episode, you can jump over to Patreon.com slash It's Super Effective and sign up for the producer tier. But again, a shout out to Wally. You can check out his stuff over at DrunkOnTacos.com. Thank you everyone for your patronage and supporting It's Super Effective.